Welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin. We're all back together once again. It's good to be here, guys. I missed you last week. I wasn't expecting yeah. to be here today, so. Yeah. How are we feeling? Is this the, is this the first uh, first time we're, we're doing this together in like a month, probably? It feels uh, like it. I'm not 100% sure. sure. Cool. It is what it is. Yeah, um, you know, we're one in five. Um, but could have been two and four, but then, you know, the zebras hate us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not even pissed off about the refs. It's, I mean, yeah, sure. But like, eh. wait, guys, guys, we, we, we got to get more followers to our, our socials and, 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 and the mothership here. Oh, who were we following on Twitter? I mean, we're going to Oh, uh, what, wait, what's Twitter? X. Oh, X. X. I mean, X. sorry. Follow us on Elon Elon Musk's butthole at Big Blue United and BBU Podboys <laughs> of the Z. You can also follow Big Blue United on, on Facebook and Instagram. Personally, I think Big Blue United on Instagram is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Best content. If so I had to follow, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, I've I've restarted my, my Facebook account because I'm now an old man, uh, 37 years old. I thought it was like a good time to get back into Facebook. Uh, I've been reading, watching a lot of conspiracy videos, YouTube. Um, uh, I heard Joe Biden's a lizard. I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot mm. of good, really relevant information on there to yeah. just really delve Do into these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not doing research. Doing my research. Losing. Yeah, I mean, you owe it to um, you and your country to be doing your research. Yeah. Um. So it's you know, I wasn't even supposed to be here. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be here today. Sort of like uh, clerks. But I'm here. Um, I have nothing to add. So uh, why don't you guys talk about the Giants game? And I'm just going to sit here yeah. and just rip cigs. I'm going to sit here and rip cigs. And uh, in. Yeah. You guys do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the, Giant, the, the Giants played the Bills. It was pretty pretty lame. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Instead off. of starting with uh, what we always start with which is the offense and the quarterback situation. What do we start with the defense? Cause I think that was, that's pretty positive. Well, I, 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 I'm, I hate I'm, positivity, Dan. I hate it. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm it, the, the low hanging fruit is the, uh, is jumping on the Bobby O'Karake train because he had a wonderful game, but I'm going to start with my man, Michael McFadden and the way the strides that he has, has made, uh, especially in this game. I mean, it's been throughout the season. He's gotten better every single game. And it's, is it finally possibly time to start saying that our linebacker core has gotten a little bit better for the first time in about 15 years? It's, it's better now than it's been. And I'm pretty pumped on that because a big majority of uh, those passes defended were by linebackers, which is not something we could have ever said up until this past week, basically. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's nice having – guys that can move and be athletic at that position and make up for, uh, you know, or not even make up, but just like do their job. You know, we don't think we've had linebackers that did that for a long time. Oh, um, what? Jonathan, Jonathan Goff wasn't, wasn't doing it for you. Clint symptom. Yeah. Clint symptom. Oh man. I was <laughs> going to say Clint symptom. <laughs> symptom of oh, a bad defense. Yeah. No, a has been, Karake has been great. Uh, and then, you know, he came out and kind of was like, 
it's hard to learn with Martindale's defense, but it seems like he learned it now. So, I mean, you know, with the how preseason is cut down, I know it's only one game, but like the, even the way that the uh, training camp goes now, and you're seeing it, uh, no one hits until the regular season basically anymore. So you are seeing the first couple of weeks. And, you know, some teams are much better in general, and they're the ones that can adapt. But bad teams play bad for a long time in the beginning of the season. That's what you're seeing with us. So, I don't know. De- defensively, <laughs> not uh, 14 points from the second highest rated offense in the league or whatever it is, that's pretty damn good. I would take that any day of the week. Yeah. And uh, they didn't even yeah. score until I, the, I feel the like... end of the game either. Yeah. No, I mean – they kept us in the game. They, you know, converted a lot of like critical third downs. Uh, we're not converted, but stopped them from converting critical third downs. Um, our secondary seemed to hold up against one of the best passing attacks, specifically Tay Banks. You know, against Steph Diggs. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think he followed him. He didn't follow him, right? Uh he might. I don't think he's him. on that level. Yeah, yeah. I- but I mean. Relatively speaking, who else we have? Because um, didn't Adori go down at some point during the game? He, he did, yeah. Um, I, it, it, I think he followed him a lot. I don't know if it was constant, but it was a good amount, uh, especially uh, with one side. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's quietly having a good rookie year, not for nothing. It's hard to um, it's hard to remember it because these games have been, by and large, bad. So you, like, yeah. forget about the the – the play of players that really deserve the recognition because of how bad other things are, are going. So, yeah, I mean, all the credit to that kid. He's only going to get better, and maybe he's just learning, you know, trial by fire right now. And who knows what the what the next couple of seasons are going to to look for him. He seems to be yeah. a professional already, and he's he's quietly doing it. He's not uh, he's not ma- making a big fuss about anything, and he's locking people down. It's pretty cool to see. Yeah, I think yeah. I I read that he has like the thirteenth best passer rating against him in the league for a rookie at a, at a position that's incredibly hard and incredibly hard to learn. I mean, you can't ask too much from him, especially on a defense where they can't get off the field. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's just good to see progress. I think across the board there, uh, Trey Hawkins came back, you know, he played, he didn't, I don't think he had any major gaps. No. Um, and maybe it's true. Maybe, maybe there's something to be said, like you were saying, Colin, about, having the one of the youngest teams and learning what perhaps is a unfamiliar defense, at least in Wink's defense and having the Bobby Okereke, who's also learning it for the first time, maybe, you know, from what is the strong point of the team, they continue to get stronger and keep us in games longer. Um, and now that we seem to have a, a capable uh, game manager at quarterback, you know, maybe we're we're, not, we're out of the sweepstakes. Let, let's not go there. Let's not go there yet. I, I, I want to. I still want to ha- ha- uh, hamper on the defense a little bit for one reason I, only, and and it's my excitement in the idea because you know what happened. You, I mean, you read articles and they don't say anything because nobody really knows. But you know that the week prior, the the preparation was Dable in the room with the with the defense with Wink, telling him everything that he knows that Josh Allen sucks yeah. at was what we took advantage of. And that was clear. It was on display. It was like, they're good friends still. Like, it's a, he knows him like the back of his hand. We won't play, I mean, defense is getting better, yes. But we won't play as well against any other offense in the league but the, than the Bills. And it, it came to fruition. Yeah. Including, like, the that, Raiders. That <laughs> went both ways, honestly. Sure. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, you know, the pass rush left a lot to be desired. I felt like, you know, but they did, they obviously, they know, Dable knows Josh Allen's tendencies better than anybody uh, who's playing against them in the league. So it definitely was to their advantage on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Can't ask for more than that. I think all of our our score predictions were like 42 to to nine or something (laughs) like that. Um, So I'll I'll take 14 to to nine. We're right on the offense. We lost, yes, but guess what? Guess what I asked for last week, and I, it actually delivered. An entertaining game. If we lose out, I know this sounds really defeatist, if we have an entertaining game and we lose every single game for the rest of the season, that is a success this year, and I don't care what anyone says about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, entertaining, yes. Primetime entertaining, maybe not, but... No, no. What's up with that schedule, man? Whoever whoever put the schedule together, I'm sure, is getting yelled at every day by the uh, Goodell. Like, why do you put the Giants in prime time four times? I, we, I think we talked about it last week with Doug. Actually, it's um, it's all the market. New York City. You're going to put yeah, New York City in, in the course. prime time, regardless. If there's even a smidgen of a hope that a team is good that plays in the in the biggest market in America, they're going to go in prime time. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, coming off, you know, what what was you know on. I don't want to say unprecedented, but like, you know, un- just a season last year where you weren't really expecting them to perform the way they did. I, I feel like, you know, coming into this year, we we had high hopes and, and here we are. Um, but hey, you know, I would love just to see some more Tyrod Taylor in our lives. I don't know. Dan, I know you want to talk about your boy. I mean, yeah, I do. Um, and as you're saying, you were hoping to see more wins. Yeah, I am, but I'm all this sort of vindication is also feeling pretty good to me. Um, I don't know. I mean, we, we were chatting about it obviously after the game, and even though TJ didn't watch it, um, I think you could tell. Uh, I think you <laughs> well, could tell well, the hey, offense well, hey, listen, a little listen, more listen. smoothly. I have an excuse though. I was uh, I was a seven hour time difference. The game was on at three o'clock in the morning, so I did mm-hmm. watch the highlights and the somewhat condensed version, but um, yeah, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. what I was expecting I mean, the game to you be. You could sense it in the air halfway across the world. Yeah, yeah. for, sure. for um, sure. I mean, on a base level, I feel like they move the ball more efficiently and consistently. And I don't think that's really an argument. Nope, it's not. Um, I think we were seeing a quarterback realize he was under pressure and then do something about it rather than freak out <laughs> and, you know, throw it out of bounds or run out of the pocket or throw an interception. Um, you know, obviously he's got, you know, 10 years more experience than, than Daniel Jones or whatever, maybe nine years more experience. He's seen everything, um, but he's not as physically talented. And, you know, again, mentally, Daniel Jones, a fifth year quarterback, shouldn't be that far behind someone that's, you know, you know, a journeyman quarterback like Tyra Taylor. I mean, I just think it, by Tyra Taylor not being like amazing, he all highlights sort of where Daniel Jones is lacking in just simple sort of processing and willingness to throw the ball down the field. Um, and it was a lot more fun to watch the offense. It just was. And and you know, people are like, I've been seeing the argument like, well, we have Justin Pugh now. It's like, dude, Justin Pugh was playing guard for like three <laughs> snaps and then went to tackle, which he hasn't played in like left, ten years. Left tackle at yeah. that. So it's not in, like our offensive line is automatically better because Justin Pugh got, came off the couch. To play no. left tackle for us, um, so that argument should go to hell. Tyrod, he threw in a way 
that uh, lent to the line that was in front of him. Meaning, you know how you, how you can say quarterbacks throw people open? Well, he threw blocks for himself by the way he moved and the way he threw the ball. He took what was in front of him, settled down, calmed down, and threw it with, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, there were some short passes, and they were good. He completed them. But they're also over 15 yards, over 25 yards. And he was making the passes, and not all of them were caught, sure, but they were, they were there, and they were worthy of throwing. And what this showed was the difference in NFL brain power between the two quarterbacks, period. <laughs> and there is a very, very minimal amount on this, this <laughs> dazed, um, crazy-eyed-looking guy from North Carolina and a, a guy who's been in the league for 13 years and uh, was looking for an opportunity, and here he got it against the team that he brought to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years in the Bills. So he looked at it as like, here I, here I go. Here's the skills that I have left on display, and I'm going to show it. And outside of the bum, you know, the the bonehead play before the uh, the end of the first half, which is very unfortunate, and it is it is on him. I mean, it, it, all the all the prognostication of of looking at what happened, if it was Dable, if it was him, it was him. He thought he saw something there. I saw um, Bobby Skinner said it. I think he it was hard to figure out, but he drew it with lines and. What he thought he saw was a gap to his right that was possibly open, but it was going to be filled by a linebacker that was a couple of yards back. And it was filled. It was filled instantly. It was a poor decision, and it should have been thrown. What should have happened is a run option shouldn't have been even given in that scenario. And I know plays are built a certain way. You can't get out of it. But I'm sure there could have been something. There could have been two pass options. You throw it to a guy. Throw it to another guy or, or a third option, throw it away and have and live to, to, you know, play another play. It was on him. Probably would have won the game if we scored either a field goal or a touchdown there, you know, sure. in hindsight. But he hasn't been a starter for a couple of years for a reason. We can't expect the world of him, but he showed that he's right now a better quarterback than our starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think anyone's better than uh, Daniel Room Temperature IQ Jones. Um, but yeah, it was a bonehead move by Tyrod. Um, you know, the only run I want to see in that situation is a scramble. You know, you, you got to get points out of there, especially, you know, you're on the one yard line, you have 14 seconds left. It was a bummer, you know, that basically it's, it's an interesting, you know, sort of game where it came down to the last play of the second half and the last play of the, of the, of the fourth quarter. And that's, you know, they had any, every chance to win. And they're just on the other side of like, basically what they were doing last year, which was, you know, kind of, excelling in those, you know, behind in the fourth quarter situations and coming back and winning. Um, but, you know, you can't expect, you know, to be having that success all the time like we did last year. There's a lot of flukes and, and you know, we've, we've been on the other side of this a million times. So regardless of last season, the season before, how many times could you imagine or how many times can you remember that the Giants have, you know, almost come back and won, but it just wasn't in their favor? And I feel like this team is just always just on the cusp of either winning or losing every game. I, I would love to see one day, you know, a definitive win. When was the last time, you know, you saw a definitive win from this team? Uh, probably against Washington, speaking of Washington this weekend, uh, a couple of seasons ago. It seems that Jones only figures it out against the, uh, the football team from the South. So, I mean, we'll see. It looks like he practiced today. 
I'd say it's probable he's going to play on Sunday, which really bums me out. I'd love to see two games in a row with Ty Tyrod, to be honest. But I mean, you I know, mean, when they asked yeah. Dable, he scoffed at a at a quarterback controversy. But at this point, you have to sort of, you know, err err in that direction. I mean, I know the offensive line sort of put it a little bit together in the second half more than they have the rest of the season. But still, you know, all the points you guys made about about Tyrod, like you know having that experience and, you know, being able to make something out of nothing and being able to get out of, you know, move the pocket in a more, you know, in a way that makes more sense for the team and more sense to, you know, get yards and score points. I don't see why they just yeah. don't roll with him the rest of the year. It, it's it's too bad that uh, Izudu Trooper went down. That really bummed me out. Um, Would have been nice for him to stick around. But, I mean, Justin Pugh got signed today. Who knows what the deal's looking like. I mean – you know, did he play well in his, you know, right off the couch? Yes. Will it help for the rest of the year? Probably. Um, it's a Band-Aid. Um, I don't know. It, it's really tough to be super excited for the outlook of the rest of the season. I don't know. I I, I really enjoyed watching Tyrod play because it, it showed what a veteran can do and someone who who knows what's going on and isn't freaked out by it. I mean, the line wasn't great. People were in his face the whole time. Did he like have a, a problem and throw bad throws and like do the wrong thing? I mean, yeah, at the line before the end of the half. But like, other than that, I don't know. I can't complain about backup play. That was pretty great. So yeah, I mean, back, backup play that's equivalent or better than your starting play from at what we've point, seen this year. Yeah, easily, easily. And and I think you were talking about maybe the offensive line putting it together in the second half. I also think some of that. Much think like that with a grain of salt, sacks, putting it together. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like you also can't ignore it. If you always pile on Daniel Jones, but when we were talking about, you know, the 11 sacks against the Seahawks, we attributed six plus of those to Daniel Jones, not knowing where he was going or leaving the pocket too soon. You know, offensive line looked better to me because Tyrod was stepping up in the pocket and when he felt pressure, he was throwing it, throwing it quickly and not getting hit. I think he took two sacks mm -hmm. um, and he wasn't knocked over too much. Like he's preserving his body and, you know, maybe there's some favors Daniel Jones can be doing himself by, I don't know, speeding up his processing or, or making, you know, quicker decisions. Um, you know, obviously we've discussed how he seems clearly shell-shocked and second guessing and not confident in anything. If he's able to snap out of it with this week he had off and then play more like Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> then we'll be in good shape. Or we could just play Tyrod Taylor. Um, there, there was, in either case, I, I think yeah. it's going to be interesting to see if he plays or not. Because if Tyrod plays this week and plays well again, then there's going to be a, a controversy. Because I don't know. One of the things I kept thinking about while watching Tyrod play so well is, do you remember in the in, – in, uh, camp this summer when they do like the questions to the guys about like other guys on the team and who's most likely to do this or that like anytime yeah. they ask them like who's the like coolest guy or who's like the best dressed or like who's the man like everyone was like oh tyrod ty ty he's, he's the best dressed most fun guy it's like it's it's it, it's ty or, or got some leadership is the answer to every one of those questions yeah mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i i and well here, here's the question too is it now going to be a worry 
that because he's this highly paid starter just recently coming off of a, a, a minor neck injury, are they going to be forcing him back into action just for the sole fact that he's our starter? I mean, there yes. was reports just as of a couple yeah. of days ago that, I mean, we worked out Matt Barkley and some other bozos for, at quarterback. Like, why the hell are we doing that unless there's actually something possibly more wrong with his neck than what, you know, it, it's it's worrisome. So, I don't know. Is it? Well, it's a second neck injury of his career. So, it's not the first time. And that's a serious thing, obviously, you know, as a football player to have a neck injury. So, I mean, the only thing I feel about this is as vindication because yeah. we, the three of us, have been saying since the second season this dude was playing for us that he's not good. He will never be good. He'll be mid tier his whole career, if that. And hey, people are all of a sudden starting to agree with us. I just don't get it. Like, the, 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 you know, he just because he plays on your team doesn't mean he's good. You have to look. Two wins. You have to look to the future now. And all of a sudden, we're back in a rebuilding phase. But we have a guy that's getting, you know, the cap hit next year is extraordinary. So I think best case scenario is you you probably going to have a top 10 pick, top 5 pick at this point. Um, draft a quarterback early and then, you know, sit him behind Jones for a year. You cut him at the end of next year because that's the out. It really was a two-year deal yeah. that he signed, essentially. And and that's great. And that's that's a Shane masterclass right there because it's working out probably how both Shane and Dable behind closed doors looked at this as a possibility. Like, hey, this isn't our guy. We came into this. We have to fix this. We have to appease the guy up in the in the uh, the green tower, Mister Oz up there, because he just wants every quarterback that comes through the doors to be the best one that's ever been. So the best doggy. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm uh, thinking about that? Like it like Dable's frustration looks exactly like like coming to fruition what exactly happened. They didn't extend Daniel Jones' rookie contract uh last year, right? Because they're none of them believed in it, right? Then they got put in this awful position where they guess they have to pay him, but no one really believed in him. And then like, well, maybe if by some like grace of God, Daniel Jones, like put something together and, and, and progresses for the first time in his career will be in good shape <laughs> right off the bat. It's total and utter chaos and failure. No wonder he can't compose himself anymore. Man, not, none of it makes sense. It's just the world of like the New York giants. Looking back, not picking up that fifth year option was probably the worst decision Shane has made as a GM for this team thus far. But like, how could you necessarily, you know, I mean, figure that out think, from the from the body of work that you could that you saw because at this point you'd love to have pick up that fifth year option and you love to cut them at the end of the year. But. Well, right, but I mean, it's like it's like their gut instinct was correct, and then they yeah, got no, you're right, by yeah, a weird yeah. season, and now they're like, yeah. you know. But um, maybe maybe there was a conversation with with ownership of like, listen, okay, we're gonna sign off on this. Yes, let's re-sign them. But please listen to us when we say this. And this is both Dable and Shane saying this to Mara and Tish and whoever else is in the room. Please give us the confidence and the, um, uh, yeah, I guess just the confidence in our ability to evaluate players. And if it goes the way that it's possible that it could go, continue to trust in us to write the ship, draft the right people, and make something work. We can build the team while we figure out the quarterback position. Yeah, are we behind the eight ball? Certainly. But at least we're figuring things out on the run, and you can give us that hope and that confidence 
to continue our work because honestly, yes, did we do it with with McAdoo and with Joe Judge and I mean even Pat uh, Shermer for that matter? It seemed like it was a couple of seasons and out, couple of seasons and out. It shouldn't be this way, and I I know you guys feel the same way. I don't I don't think at any point very soon should Dable be on the hot seat. Shane should be on the hot seat. This is a matter of the crap that they landed in when they got here in the first place. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, it's hard because when Joe judge did get hired, we were all kind of high on him. I think everybody was. And then not I. that, de- that deteriorated really fast, but I, I, I can't feel like you, you're putting anyone on the hot seat until not next season, the season after. Once they've had a little time to draft and build their own team and get their own guys in and have the money to do so, it, then if it doesn't work, you know, maybe you move on. But Colin, I'm with you. I love continuity. Like when you look at like the Steelers or something, you know, they've had three head coaches in, in 40 years. That And, and they've, they've always had success. Even when they have a crap roster, you know, this year is, you know, they, you know, they beat the Ravens the other the last weekend or whatever, you know, and no one was expecting that to happen. Um, but I just don't think – the roster is where it's at, where, where it needs to be. And, and I think that the Evan Neal pick was sort of a difficult situation to be put in because you thought you were going to shore up, you know, your both your tackle positions. And it looks like Evan Neal, you know, might have a career at guard moving forward. Or, you know, I mean, Andrew Thomas didn't get together, get it together till the third season. So maybe we're not out on Evan Neal all of a sudden. But it's just hard, like, looking at this offensive line year after year after year after year, and it's just not ever getting it getting put together the way it's it should be and it's it, it's almost historically bad um i think giants are uh, on pace to give up the most sacks in a season to a quarterback in nfl history yeah. at this point yeah we we, we yes. discussed that last week as well too that um yeah Derek carr was sacked 76 times and, and we're on pace for like 92 or something like that. david carr Some, david carr rather sorry uh, the car the car brothers i i'm i'm you know Seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I do think like yeah, we're talking about the offensive line. Mm. That I think we already hit rock bottom with them. That Seahawks yeah. game. Um, you know, if Andrew Thomas comes back, when JMS comes back, you're already going to be better off. If Evan Neal seemed to do a little bit better last week, he did at least mm-hmm. run blocking. He was run blocking really. You know, at least what you expect from a guy that big and that strong. Um, if Justin Pugh, you know, is an upgrade at one of the guard spots, you know, I have, I have confidence that we won't, you know, break that sack record. The offensive line is still not going to be great, but from what we saw from JMS and what we know from Andrew Thomas, those are two, you know, franchise guys that you want to keep forever. Um, if Neil becomes a guard, that's fine. If he's an above average guard, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of tackles next year's draft. I just listened to an hour and a half pot on on linemen in, in college. You know, today, look, so. I, I don't I don't want to get ahead, but like if the Giants do have a top five pick and there's you know a quarterback or an elite offensive line prospect, where do you go? Quarterback. I, go, uh, I mean, depends on who's there still, All, sure. and where we are picking. Um, I mean, I don't know. We're getting ahead of ourselves talking about quarterbacks, but between what's his name? No, Nay, we're not. <laughs> no, we're and, not. And, I mean, no, but I'm, I'm, it's going to change between now and like, you know, someone like Caleb Williams is like in one of the top picks now in for whatever reason in a couple of months, he could not be, who knows. Um, he had a terrible game uh, this last weekend, three interceptions. Exactly. 
And then I also I also heard that he wants equity in the team that drafts him. I read that scare away people. Is that (laughs) give me a break? Did did someone number one scare away the Giants for sure? (laughs) They would never entertain that. Yeah, but is that actually a true thing that he said, or is that some horseshit? No, I mean his team. Yeah, I mean, but like I I think there's a there's a game being played with him too, where he wants to drop in the draft, which is a stupid thing to me, Um, but. You know, I, I mean, if you're if you're coming out of college, who knows what your career is going to be like? If you're going to be first overall, that's a that's a payday. So if you're going to play a game where you're going to start acting like a an idiot to drop and get on a better team, ah, but TJ, I don't know who's giving him know, that advice. You know what he's saying is that he can make more money in college that next year than going to the NFL. So the payday thing for being number one pick maybe isn't as big of an enticement. You know, Dan, that's uh, a really good point with the NIL deals now. You know, you have. You know, a lot of these uh, 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 He's in commercials all every women's day. college basketball is really what I what I look at. Where you have like Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and uh, Haley Van Lith, and they're all making millions of dollars a year on their NILs. And then as soon as they leave college, you know, you know what are they making a year? Hundred grand? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I mean th- that's an interesting paradox the the women's college sports yeah. versus professional sports. Um, I mean, Archer Manning is like. Second in NIL deals, he even, hasn't even played a game yet. Those <laughs> <laughs> Mannings can't help but make money, man. Um, I don't know. There, I think there are interesting quarterback prospects. You know, beyond uh, Caleb Williams and Drake May. Um, and I think if you're that high, you got to you got to take a chance on it, given our quarterback situation. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think our coaches and our front office is. Uh, going to put them in a position where they can continue to find themselves at the top of the draft as as frequently as we have been. Um, if they continue to, you know, the team sucks now, but I, I still believe in those two guys. And I think our opportunity to pick in the top five probably isn't going to come around again if we are able to get out of that cap hell and continue to draft as we like. You know, I'm not convinced we're going to have a top five pick this year because our, our schedule softens up and we might win three or four games and other teams might not win any more games. Um, yeah. I don't think we're going to be above 500, but um, I still have a ton of faith in Dable and, and Shane. Um, and if we do yeah, find ourselves at the top of the draft, I think there are not many opportunities to get quarterbacks that high. Well, As long as you don't get Daniel Jones. And, <laughs> and, and starting with uh, this upcoming week, uh, what are our chances to continue our top five uh, slot in the draft by either uh, winning or losing against the, the football team? Well, you know, Daniel Jones, uh, he's either going to win or tie. <laughs> if he plays. Um, I mean, it's, it's a winnable game. I think they are a more talented team. Um, and playing marginally better. But, you know, if they played that way against the Bills last week, then they should be able to beat a team like the Redskins. Um, Who? I'd say it every time, and I did it accidentally every time. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm sick of apologizing for it. It's, you know, 35 years of calling. Don't apologize to me. Apologize Uh, to the Native American community. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, true. Um, sorry, indigenous peoples. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was I gonna say? I don't remember. You caught me off track because every time My I bad. say it, you guys gotta make a big deal about it, you know. 
I, I feel I feel deeply for that community that is still um, <laughs> struggling with a lot of the industries and 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 challenges in America these days. Um, and it's 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 sort of a it's sort of a sad thing. So the and I think let's maybe we maybe we should segue into uh, the, the the war in Israel after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd 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 rather I'd rather walk in front of a train than talk about that. Actually. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, as a form of protest, protest. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, would that be a, in solidarity with one side or the other, Colin? Uh, both sides. <laughs> there's there's fine people on both sides. Okay, um, as long as they're not in the government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think uh, the Redskins game should be a good, even even matchup. Uh, I don't know. Offensive line is going to have trouble with that defense. That defensive front, I think, um, unless you get some help, guys healthy and back, um, it'd be nice to see Saquon, you know, at full speed. I think he was sort of halfway a lot of the game. It, it sort of towards the fourth quarter, he he picked it up a bit. Um, it was cool to watch him break out that 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 little run there when we were backed up on like the fifteen, yeah. and then after he hit that run for like I think it was like fifteen yards, it's like run again, and he did, and they they ran another like 25 yard run and that was pretty sick. Um, so having Saquon feel more comfortable would be great. Uh, maybe they continue to play Jalen Hyde, who I thought had a great game, um, give him more snaps and whoever's a quarterback decides to throw more than five yards, uh, and take advantage of him. That'd be cool. Um, that we, I can't believe we didn't shout out that Tyrod, uh, highlight high play where he rolled out to the left and threw a 40 yard bomb. And then they had that awful, awful offensive lineman downfield call. Yeah. Um, well, they've been calling that a lot this season. I, that's a traditional hey guys, I'm gonna, call. I'm going to have to jump off, but. Uh, okay. Every, enjoy who, who enjoy the rest what's of the score? Yeah, what, what's the score? What's the score? What's the score? What's the score? Uh, Commander's game? Uh, yeah. Uh, 13 10. 13 10 minutes. <laughs> nice. How about you, guys? Right. man? I love you guys. I love you listeners. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to to go on much longer, but Colin, what what are your thoughts for this game? Um, I think it is very possible that it will be similar to the Bills game. Uh, It'll be back and forth. Um, I think uh, we may end up seeing some plays that we're surprised to see. And I mean, they do say Sam Howell's a young Josh Allen, so. Yeah, and he'll probably rip it up for for no good reason. I mean, let let's see if Wink big Logan and, Thomas game is definitely coming. Well, if if Wink can build on last game with some confidence yeah. in his players, I feel but like sort of anything is possible, right? It's gonna yeah. we're gonna be in it. So I, who knows what offense shows up on our end? Uh, the biggest variable is quarterback, right? Yeah, well, it is. But headed to this game, we don't know who's the starting quarterback. And if I was to tell you that Tyrod is gonna play start again relatively the same lineup as as last week maybe another offensive lineman comes back do you feel better about that or do you feel better about daniel jones well uh tyree phillips was also re-signed off the eagles practice squad which was nice that was nice to see um i think i think honestly in multiple this this is like a dual fold kind of situation if if it's a neck injury that's to be worried about at all from jones keep him out another game we're not winning anything we're not doing anything this year and exactly. it also provides the opportunity for Tyrod to see if he can build on what he did last week. And if he does, and it's great, 
Well, let there be an issue. Let there be a yeah. decision that needs to be made between the quarterbacks Give going. Daniel Jones some adversity. Exactly. He hasn't seen it. Well, besides every day on Sunday, but uh, well, no. That. What I mean in terms of like <laughs> this isn't the same uh, uh, frame as having an actual competition with someone behind him. Yes. Yes. Because between that and the possibility of drafting his possible replacement next year, he, th- he's never had that. So. But he's also never, never struck me as a guy that supersedes expectations, you know, too much. Like, like, uh, I mean, you went to Duke and he'd won some games. That was a surprise, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess. Nothing, nothing of consequence, though. That's true. That's <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, Colin. I don't think his starting role has ever been in question in his time on the Giants once he yeah. took over, um, whatever five years ago. Um, but if anything is going to push him to push himself to be the best he can be, it should be the circumstance where there is a veteran, you know, uh, loved leader that's pu- that's playing better than you um, or perceived to be playing better than you. Um, and there is a extremely, uh, you know, promising quarterback class coming in and your team has got no one has got one win and is in a prime position to take one of those. If, that's not going to motivate you to uh, accelerate your learning curve and, and take a leap in your ability to, to quarterback this team, then I don't know what will. And, uh, you know, this is the second to last season. He's a giant. Um, yeah. Somewhat excited for this game just because it's a game that's winnable and what they put out on the field last week. Uh, so that's nice. Usually, you know, we're, we don't even want to watch like headed into the, the, the Bills game. Um but yeah, I, I think I don't expect us to like do anything crazy, like score a touchdown in the first half. But I do think we might get a couple, um, yeah. and I could see us putting up somewhere around twenty points and holding them to somewhere around thirteen points. Um, cool. So, but I would say I say it's probably like a twenty seventeen Giants win, and we uh, we have all like the blowhards being like, "Oh, we're back, baby," with yep. a, a two and five record. I think um, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And um, I'm, I'm bringing Steph, my wife, and it is my birthday. So um, it is. Wow, that's right. It is Sunday. So they're going to lose. They're for sure going to lose. Oh, well, yeah. They've lost <laughs> yeah. on my birthday in the past, and they'll, they'll do it again. So we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I said okay. that. Maybe, maybe there was a little bit. We should have kept that info for us to, to make some big money. Now, 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 the, now Vegas is going to be onto this. Oh, because they're listening? Yeah. Yeah. All, all, right. all the sharps listen to us, dude. Well, you know what? If nothing else, it gets hard sometimes talking about this week in, week out. But, you know, we're going to look back on this someday because there will be at some point in the future in our lifetime where they are going to be watchable again. It's going to happen. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it's going to happen. And we're we're just going to think back to this time now and appreciate what we have. And that's our friendship for each other. Dude, you you know if we had capable offense, like average to slightly above average – that the offense that they'd be running would be super exciting. Oh, yeah. With Dable and Kafka just dreaming stuff up. They just aren't capable of executing what they want, would like to do. And that's and why they're super frustrated. That is why I said what I said before with the idea that Dable and staff, whoever he ends up retaining, I think is going to be sticking around for a little while, at least to show what they can do with the full deck. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, this, this ensures we get another year of Kafka, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, which would be great. Anyway, uh, I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Uh, yeah. 
Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Go Giants. BBU Pod Boys. Big Blue United. Beer and Provisions. One, four, three, forever. Tie God. Tie God. <laughs>